At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. Thank you very much, Karen Garigi, and truly one of the great reporters, great follows, great football minds here in Boston. We are privileged to have her as a part of Patriots Nation, giving us the skinny, the what for, and the hey now. Great conversation. I love these Wednesday sort of beat reporter chats you're having, Andy, because I follow them, retweet them, get a lot of information and insight from them as well, just like we did earlier with Daryl Ryder from Cleveland, uh, one of the co-hosts of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. We're just chock full of information and perspective heading into our analysis. But uh, it's nice when you get a chance to do a deep dive with one of these minds as opposed to just reading their columns or getting their stand up on TV or maybe a breakdown on the Internet. Um, that, that was great. I can't, you, you're, and I don't think you're buttering her up for anything either. She truly may be the best on the beat. Oh, I, I love her. I think she's, she's a awesome. legend. Everybody loves her. So does she, Ivan Fears. <laughs> Ivan Fears, Dante Skarnecchia, Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady. Like, she is a legend in her field and and can be liked, but also be critical. If you read mm -hmm. her, she's not a, a pom-pom, you know, waiver. Nope. She she can call out certain aspects of the team, and she really is a legend. And, and I also like, we, we sort of diversify. I think we get caught up sometimes in, Mike Reese and Mike Giardi and you know there's a few kind of big names Tom Curran on the beat and there really is um a pretty deep pool of people covering the Patriots on a daily basis at Gillette Stadium and to just kind of pick their brains get an alternate perspective a little different tone to the week or the story or the season um I like where these Wednesday chats have been going fireside yep. chats with Andy <laughs> and uh, BYO Nog. And, and, yeah. And, and I, I feel like sometimes, and not to get too deep in the weeds on this, because we got a game to preview and offer some predictions on, but we do have a luxury of riches in terms of great follows and reporters and football minds like the Mark Daniels, Karen Garigi and uh, Chris Mason, Andrew Callahan, who I think is one of the best young guys. I, he's a great He's great on the radio. His breakdowns are great. He's got a great podcast. Um, hopefully he'll join us on one of the Andy Fireside Gillette chats soon. So um, lucky us. Lucky us. And lucky us for a game Sunday. Big market transition right there where the Patriots have a chance. It was okay. It was it was all right. It was good enough to get us there. It wasn't a mid-major. It was a mid-major. It was a mid-major mid transition. So we have a chance to see the Patriots get back to 500. And coming off the pod you did earlier in the week with Shime, which was just a ray of sunshine. It was just a, a bouquet of sunflowers. It was unbelievable. So much Pat's positivity pouring from the two of you. It was surreal, to say the least. Patriots have a real chance on Sunday to go into Cleveland. They're not going to blow doors like they did last year, the 45-7 defeat at Gillette. 
but they could sneak out a three to seven point win on Sunday. Let's kick it off here, Andy. The question that's lingering in the air that everyone wants to know, who do you think is statin on Sunday guy? I think it's zappy. Now I will admit it's clear. I didn't really buy any of the crap last week with Mac and like, Oh, he's Mm -hmm. showing improvement. Yeah, and then I looked at his work on the practice field, and I'm like, oh, my God, he can't put weight on it. I don't think he can defend himself. I think it would be, as I said at the time to you, I think I think mm-hmm. I texted it to you, fireable offense if Bill Belichick puts right. that man on the Crim- football Borderline field. criminal. I don't Send think him it's to the Hague. I don't think it's criminal anymore, but I don't know that it's a good idea. I think, and and I know Bill totally disputed and shot down the zappy play and level of play and what zappy has done the last two weeks and max timeline like they're totally unrelated i don't look at it that way i actually don't believe bill i don't think bill looks at it that way i think the fact that the wheels didn't fall off zappy allows you to go into cleveland against a two and three team and say i don't need to rush mac because there is a risk of re-injury increased injury more damage and i know you're going to tape it and do whatever but he did not have the surgery. The surgery would have given him an internal um, reinforcement, uh, if you will. Yeah, way to sort of push back against the possibility of more significant injury. So I would not play Mac this week. He's too important. This is a long-term thing. And talking to Daryl, um, you know, this, I think this is a winnable game with Zappy. I don't think you're giving the game away if you say, I'm starting Zappy. So, yeah, I would go with Zappy. And, and I think in the end, Bill will go with Zappy. All it takes is for, and we heard from Daryl Ryder that, you know, both Miles Garrett, as we know from his car accident, and Javian Clowney with his bum ankle, that they can still get after the quarterback, but they kind of have pitch counts, or rather, they're playing with a battery that only charges two-thirds of the way because of how physically compromised both can be. Still, on yes. any given can play. Can I interrupt real quick, though? Go, one go of them, it. One of them, however compromised he may be, may also be across from Isaiah Wynn. Which is exactly where I was going with it. (laughs) Like, let's also remember there's the occasion Trent Brown could have one of his, uh, uh, you know, bi-weekly brain farts or something like that. One minute he's flexing on people. The next minute it's like, oh, that was Trent Brown's guy. Can't do that. Or Isaiah Wynn could pull an Isaiah Wynn. And next thing you know, Miles Garrett just flops on Mac Jones. And like you just said, like, sure, it may be like it's, it's not surgically stabilized. But he he'll be obviously wearing padding, and they'll probably have splints and whatever Tapes else. So and everything, yeah. Taped up the whole shebang. You don't want to put the Patriots and Mac Jones in a situation where now he has to be out like another six weeks because he goes in there and screws it up by getting pancaked. And last week, Bailey Zappi was perfectly efficient. Again, bad defense. But now we're looking at the new. Ready for this? The Patriots go in for the third straight week and face the new. And I know how much you love DVOAs. The new lowest ranked rushing defense in the NFL is the Cleveland Browns. So if you got that workmanlike, quintessentially Belichickian and efficient 17 for 21, buck 88 and a touchdown, and I refuse to give him credit for that interception, that's a giveaway tagged on Aguilar. Why can't Zappi go in there and do something like that again? Daryl told us that the defensive line is compromised and that they have the young tackles that are getting pushed around. The Patriots offensive line is has got it going on these days. Yes, they do have guys at the mid-level, like the Joker, and now Deion Jones may be coming in and playing. He's an excellent coverage linebacker. So, you know, uh, Zappy, if he starts, is going to have to look out for guys like that. And they've got good corners that are playing zone for some reason. I, I do fear that maybe not having the one-two punch and, like, different running backs to prepare for 
could make it a little easier to maybe defend the run. But at the same time, if Ramondre Stevenson can be a number of guys and can hold up to a second week in a row where he gets 25 carries, advantage Pats. Yeah, I to me, if Stevenson stays healthy, it's not an advantage for the Cleveland Browns defense. That's 28th in the NFL against the rush. Um, 5.3 yards a carry. He is He's a budding star. You know how I feel. And mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned about Who's the guy that has to come in when he taps out? If he, you know, needs a breather, whatever. Yeah, who is it? Seriously, uh, JJ Taylor. Uh, who's going to get? The, who's going to get? Like, if it's Pierre Strong, he's already on the roster. There's no mm-hmm. need for a game day elevation. Kevin Harris actually looked pretty strong. Looked Damian Harris esque. He put fumbled. the twice. Yeah, put the ball on the ground twice. I just don't know that. I, I don't feel great about if you ask me. Who I feel most comfortable with, it's J.J. Taylor. Because we've seen J.J. Taylor play. We've seen him squirt through little burst runs. Why are you laughing at my squirt through? He's a little squirt. He's a little guy. <laughs> oh, he's a little squirt, but just like, he kind of, no, he doesn't like, he, he doesn't like, it, you didn't opt for like knife through or slash nope, through or through. like <laughs> dart through even. Like nope, he's squirted. squirted. So I would feel comfortable with him just based on what I've seen in a limited sampling over the last couple of years. Pierre Strong, I know he's the fastest running back at the Combine and all that. I don't feel overly comfortable with him on the field. So for me, it would probably be either J.J. Taylor or Kevin Harris. But Kevin Harris, you're going to hold your breath and say every run he has, does he still have the ball? Hold the ball. Hold the ball. Hold the ball. ball. So that's concerning. But I also think there's a chance that you get Ramondre Stevenson to do what he did last week against the Lions and just touch the ball 24 to 28 times. And it leads to 125, 130, whatever, plus yards. And that's the foundation of your offense. Now, you may need to dabble in the Tom Brady early years, dink and dunk, where the passing game's an extension of the running game. And we're just going to hit Jacoby Myers. And we're just going to hit some short throws and use that as essentially early down run plays. Um, And that's where it falls on Matt Patricia and the collaborative to sort of figure out some of those things. Because in theory, that's that's in the realm of strengths for Bailey Zappi if he's the quarterback. It's obviously fine if if it's Mac Jones. That probably benefits him, too. Let's just say he is out there. A little short passing game, quick releases, Mm -hmm. frustrate, you know, Miles Garrett, Jadevian Clowney, do some of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually probably would be more comfortable with that than handing the ball off. 10 to 15 times to any of those other people we mentioned, whoever's in time. So short passing game, but it starts up front. It's, it's going to start with this offensive line. If this offensive line plays like it did a week ago, like it has the last couple of weeks, I think you have a good shot to control this game, control the offensively, at least control this game, control the line of scrimmage. And if you do that at the very least, you absolutely should be in the game in the late third quarter, early fourth quarter. And then, you know, one play by you, one mistake by them changes the outcome. And we've heard that Cleveland, obviously, on their three losses on the season, you know, whizzed it away in the fourth quarter all three times. And the Patriots have actually been pretty solid there. A bit conservative at times, but that's when Cleveland's lost it. And this is where the Patriots could win it. And it could be another Sunday where we're throwing around, bandying about some of our new favorite Patriots 2022 phrases like eruption zone, zappy hour, uh, and of course, my personal favorite, which I know you love, you'd probably think of it in a more collegiate level, jumbo package. Yes. Uh, or, or it could be another Sunday where we say, 
tell me again why you didn't draft Nick Chubb when I just watched him rush just, over us uh, for a buck 80 or something? Because uh, as much as I'm excited about what Ramondre Stevenson can become, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is already that. Nick yep. Chubb is already elite. And the the Lawrence guy injury, we've talked about it. The mm-hmm. run defense has not been the same since he got hurt. That's Correct. a major concern. Now he's back on the practice field, which is good. Yep. If you can get him back on the game field, that would be even better. And I think you need that because as much as we we in the media, we in the podcast business often mm-hmm. boil these th- things down to way too simple uh, of a level, I think Nick Chubb is capable of beating the Patriots by himself, essentially. It, if the Patriots run defense isn't up to the challenge, they don't get yep. a little Lawrence guy back in the house. He could just... He could hold the clock for so long. He could tote the rock and hold the clock for so long against the Patriots that they end up trying to force the ball or like changing the narrative by throwing a a bit more aggressively. And then next thing you know, Cleveland is on top and we'll see how it plays in the fourth. I did want to talk real quick on the injury report before we make our final predictions. Uh, At the Wednesday practice this week, Patriots had no DNPs. Everyone was just limited. Now, the degree to which they were limited, obviously, Factors in like, you know, Damian Harris, we don't expect to see out there, but maybe Lawrence Guy, also limited with the shoulder, could potentially return to action this week. Cleveland's banged up. And it's oh, yeah. a lot of and it's a lot of key guys beyond Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney that are banged up. You've got one of the best guards in the NFL, Joel Betonio. He hasn't practiced all week. He's got a bum elbow. You've got Clowney, he didn't practice. Amari Cooper, he had a rest day. That's fine. But then you get into uh, Denzel Ward, one of the better young cornerbacks, he got that huge deal in the offseason. He unfortunately suffered a concussion last week, so he hasn't practiced. He's in the protocol, and we know how excessively cautious teams are being forced to be now following the Tua injury. So they could have a number of guys that we would have had to, like, have your eyes on blank or who's watching who's watching XYZ that could be out for Cleveland as well. Maybe that'll tilt the tables in uh, Patriots' favor. Uh, certainly. And, and I do think the game's going to be close enough on paper. It's two, two and three teams last week. It was one and three and you distance yourself from that one and three team quite, quite obviously quite early in that game Two two and three teams that hell maybe think they're even a little bit better than their record. Certainly the Browns could argue that bill Belichick even said it himself. They could be five and oh, when he was fluffing up the Browns, mm-hmm. uh, in his Wednesday press conference. The, the one thing I found interesting with our chat from, uh, with Daryl was, uh, and Joku. Their tight end, who I have always believed mm. is an athlete, not a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's been very much overrated his entire John career. Smith-esque, if I may. A little bit, yeah. And I think he has bad hands. Now, I'm not going to pretend I've watched all his catches this year. And Daryl was sort of uh, upbeat on him. Bill Belichick was upbeat on him. Said maybe the best tight end that the Cleveland Browns have had since Ozzie Newsome, which is high praise because I can Ooh, tell you that's Bill Belichick loves him some Ozzie Newsome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And that concerns me because if Chubb is running and that opens up any play action game over the middle with Njoku and I know, oh, the Patriots have great safeties, we'll see. That's an athletic challenge for Duggar and Phillips and Jabril Peppers and McCourty and those guys. So I actually think Njoku could be the wild card in this game. And if he gets to, you know, one of those five, six, seven catch games, I think you could be in trouble because that's all it'll take to sway. I I think this is going to be a dog fight. In the dog pound mm-hmm. with Brownie at Brownie center. The, field oh, oh Brownie in center. Um, and and then Joku to me. Now, I also hold out the hope um, because a, a week ago, I thought Jared Goff was better than what my brain told me he was, and he was not. He is still a puddle of goo who I will never, ever pick again to do anything positive in the National Football League. Oh. And if Njoku plays to what I think he is, 
more than what he has been, um, then I think the Patriots will be just fine. And a little check of the weather to see what our game day forecast is going to be like. What conditions will the Patriots and Browns be playing in? Perfect time for my internet to freeze up. Alas, we'll have to just get to that later on. All right, Andy, score predictions. I do think as well it's going to be Bailey Zappi. I would. I don't want to see the Patriots play Zappi the next two games. I don't think you need to. I think you can win without. I don't think you. I, rather, excuse me. I don't think you need Mac Jones Sunday. I think you can win without him. And then. You have the Bears game. And yep. if if the Patriots win Sunday, you carry that momentum in three and three, knowing you could have done better. But here you are. You're streaking. You got a couple dubs behind you. A Monday nighter against Justin Fields and the uh, offensively anemic Chicago Bears. Like, if you can't win that one and then take your winning record up to four and three, then forget it. That would be great to rest Mac basically for October. And then he gets to come back. In the Sunday, the 30th game, which is against the Jetropolitans, if I'm not mistaken, at yes. Jet Life Stadium, which could be a bit of a juicy matchup. We'll see about that one. All right. It looks like on Sunday, Andy, oh, it's going to be a delightful day. 59 degrees high, mostly sunny, no chance of rain. It's going to be football weather. I got the Patriots winning this one 23 to 20. How about you, Andrew? So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to flip the script and mirror it. I'm going to go Browns 23-20. Uh, home field advantage. Son of a bitch. Battle of backup quarterbacks that Bill Belichick led to shutout victories in their first NFL starts over the last half decade. Um, Jacoby Brissett, I'm a fan. Uh, you know, I think the guy mm -hmm. has had a really interesting career bouncing around, thrown into tough spots, and he answers the call. And he's he's not great. He is not great at all, but he's a great dude. Hearing some of the Patriots rave about him this week and how good a guy he is and their their continued relationships with him. Um, I, I just the the Chubb and Joku, they have the better athletes right now, or the more proven athletes. Mm -hmm. Like I think Ramondre can go in a certain spot. Chubb's already there. And so I think those two guys are gonna be key. And I think we might be in for a little bit of a reality check for Bailey Zappi. Oh. I feel like so. He's had a couple turnovers. One we put on Win. One we put on Aguilar. I think Bailey Zappi may have his first actual Bailey Zappi turnover or two in this game. Like a um, what were you thinking type of play? Not just what were you thinking, but like, oh, yeah, yeah. He is an undersized rookie quarterback with a relatively weak arm kind of moment. Like just the reality of who he is. And it could come with Miles Garrett, you know, breathing down his throat or Clowney and Garrett meeting at the uh, the quarterback, so to speak, just making his life uh, a little bit tough. So I think it's a very winnable game. Very, very winnable game. But I'm just going to give the home team the home field advantage. Although I do, the one wild card is Bill Belichick. I shouldn't have picked against him last week. And I still think he's a way better coach than Stefanski. Everybody forgets last year, the Browns drought, drove the ball down the Patriots effing throat and then the next series, he goes five wide and lets Baker sling it. And what does Baker do? He throws a pick, as expected. I don't. It must have been too easy to just run it down the Patriots' throat for with the Ernest Johnson, no less. Yeah. So I'm not sure you. I think actually, I am sure you have a significant coaching advantage once again this week. Um, but I think the talent advantage is on the other side of the field. So you're going with the T's and the P's, the talent and the prowess, and of course, I once again in Bill we trust. All yep. right. Uh, on brand as always, excellent job, excellent podcast. We want to send our thanks out to Daryl Ryder from 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. And, of course, it's always game day in Cleveland. The great, wonderful 
mighty and all-powerful Karen Gurigian from the Boston Herald. Make sure you give her a follow on the socials as well and read her column. She is an absolute delight and a fountain of football knowledge. Good job, Jumbo. Good job, producer Justin Turpin. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, let your friends know we're on the socials. Instagram, we got a new IG account as well, at Six Rings Pod, and of course, at Six Rings Pod on Twitter. Got a question for the weekly mailbag edition? You can always go Six Rings Pod at Gmail and let your friends know this is the place to join a rising, growing, and always fun loving Patriots Talk community. All right. We will talk to you on Sunday on the Six Rings post game show following the conclusion of Patriots at Browns on 93.7 FM WEEI. Thanks, everybody. As always, good luck, God bless, and go Pats. See you.